Good night on that note. Uh, welcome to the Enemy Slime Podcast, episode 180. I am your host for this week, Mr. J. Joseph Jr., and I am joined by Mr. Doug Wilson. I'm back, baby. Uh, are you back? Is this like your first podcast back? It's my first podcast, I think, in like a month. Okay, well, welcome back. I am uh, joined by Mr. Trevor. Trevor, how do I pronounce your last name? Bowles. Bowles. Yeah, we'll is. leave it at that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I have uh, finally, last but not least, Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. I'm watching a video of a guy fishing um, off of the Florida streets of Miami Beach. Oh, that's, that's nice. Is he doing a good job? Yeah, you guys should have caught something. Oh, Are okay, they currently well. flooded? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's been raining that. all day. Everything is flooded. Yeah, Virginia. Virginia We're sinking into the sea, Doug. <laughs> well, I, I live in the in the middle of the U.S., no, no, so I'm fine. I know, I know. You'll be You're fine, fine for, for now. Like, like soon, soon Utah is going to be like the new coastal city. Yeah, we'll have beachfront property. My property value is going to skyrocket. <laughs> uh, that's so smart investing, Doug. That's, that's true. Okay. Well, um, I hope that I hope that flooding goes well for you. Uh, you might want uh, to invest sure. in a oxygen tank. No, I have a kayak. Okay, well, just as good, I guess. And your whole family can fit on the kayak? Yeah, it's perfect. All right, great. Good. Wait, Here, Lucio, if if you were in, you know, on a raft in the middle of the ocean, who would you eat first of your family? The dog. Oh, that's, poor, what's your dog's cheating. name? Gary. Oh, Gary. Poor <laughs> Gary. Is he <laughs> named, like, for the, for the Gary in Pokemon? No, his name for the Gary in SpongeBob. The kids named them. Okay. What kind of dog is Gary? I'm I'm curious how much meat you can get off of your dog. He's a pretty big golden retriever. He's uh, 96 pounds, I think. That. That'll probably that last. Sound that big? <laughs> That's one for meal. A dog is pretty big. Uh, you dry, dry him out. You might you might get a couple weeks out of him. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Salt, That's salt a spirit. Dog. Salted dog. Um. Let's see. How would you prepare the dog in the middle of the ocean? Yeah, dry it out. I think drying it would be yeah. good. I guess you could like can use the salt water to kind of like make him into jerky. Ooh, Gary jerky. <laughs> Gary jerky sounds delicious. <laughs> I can just imagine your poor kids crying as they're eating. I, your I, I'm dog. wondering if I'm ever going to find this podcast. Actually, <laughs> uh, this is this is what you're worried about. The dog. You're 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 worried if your family will find this podcast about eating a dog. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, well I'm, I feel so bad for you. It's better that you would stay named sure. the dog and didn't immediately like name one of your children. And be like, it's him. Immediately. <laughs> 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 yeah, I feel like I feel like the dogs have the best answer uh, you can come up with. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, that's that's, that's, that's enough. Like loose loose <laughs> question. That's, that's enough about uh. Eating Lucio's dog. Doug, where have you been? Uh, I've just been. I've been letting you guys do your own thing. You know, I, I I let you guys talk about stuff without me, so that when I came back, it would be all the sweeter. Well, you didn't let me talk about stuff without you because I haven't been here either. No. Oh. Well, it'll be double sweet now. Uh, I guess you're right. It will be double sweet. <laughs> Trevor, what have you gotten up to? How's your life? How's that going? Going pretty good. I've been playing a couple different games that I normally don't play, or you know, I, I'm usually pretty. Uh, pretty solid on one game um but uh i've been playing a couple other games like gigantic 
Pyre, which we're going to be talking about. A um, couple of other things. Nothing else that's really of note, but yeah, it's been good. Uh, let's see, Gigantic. What was that? It's like a third-person MOBA-ish MOBA kind of game. It's pretty. You know, like, it's pretty good. Didn't you guys like? Didn't um, Lucille? You guys see that at PAX? Uh, Jared up? said, "Yeah, Jared said you guys did." Yeah, yep. that's what I thought. Okay. He said there was like a gigantic. He said there was like a giant, um, like infusion of money from uh, Microsoft for that game. That just totally like they had a. He said they had a giant uh, booth there. Huh. Oh. How, how 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 are you digging it so far? Yeah, I think it's fun. I, I don't know about the sustainability of the game just over the long term. It just doesn't seem like it's. Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe it needs more maps or game types or something. It is pretty new. It just came out of uh, beta, but um, like so far, the gameplay is really fun. The combat is really good, really well well done. The classes they need a little bit more diversity. It's pretty much all assassin type classes, which okay. I, I like to play more support characters in those types of games, like either tank or deep or tank or healers. And there's really one healer, two kind of, um, and then. Um, there's only uh, one real tank, and then the other tanks are super mediocre. They're not even really tanks; they're more like bruisers. So, so, so now, now like Overwatch. Was... Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that, that. That was kind of my question. Where does it fall on the on the kind of mobile scale? Is it closer yeah. to Defense of the Ancients or? No, no, it's definitely more like a third-person Overwatch, really, okay. uh, with like some MOBA type objectives. Interesting. So, so what is an objective then? So the the whole main objective is you have to. It's kind of convoluted. Like I think one of the reasons why people are having such a hard time with it is they don't understand. Even though they put you through a gigantic tutorial that takes forever, but it's it's um you're, the whole point is for you to go and kill their giant, like the enemy team's giant, and to do that you have to kill. A bunch of different, you, you, well, not kill. You can do a bunch of different things. There's, you can do um, uh, killing the enemy character. So you can do, just kill them and you get one point. You have to get 10 points. And uh, you can build a structure. So you can like build these little minion type characters that help you. Um, they defend or they can heal or they do various things. There's like ones that give you sight, stuff like that. And then there's the whole um, like collecting the resources that you can do um, to get points. So it's a lot okay, so of things. Are, yeah, those, those do sound like a lot like uh, kind of Dota objectives in George. Yeah. Between and, and so this is this is what bugs me. Um, like Battleborn, I couldn't stand because matches lasted forever. Is it the same thing in Gigantic? No, the the games actually last fairly short. I, I, I think the longest I've had is like 45 minutes, and that was a stupidly long game. Um, usually right. it's 25 to 30 minutes. I guess I mean twenty five is on the short end for a MOBA. I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I I think I like Overwatch so much because for the things went like, I think the longest match is like something like seven minutes, eight minutes. So, um, if you're losing really badly or if you're or if you're, if you're doing really well, it's over kind of quick. Right. Oh yeah. This game, if you've got a team that's just stomping, that's really actually coordinated, you can finish a game in probably fifteen minutes. It's okay. really easy. Yeah. Sounds about. And, and my last question about uh, Gigantic was: I I, re I haven't looked at the gameplay in ages, um, but I seem to remember there being a 
bit more terrain traversal than you know you would typically get in a mobile like for sure uh, yeah it's very okay. vertical very vertical right. yeah which yeah. makes it really fun um you know it's one of the parts that makes it really good there's lots of vertical movement a lot of the characters have different escapes and ways to move this the running is which is weird to say is really fun it feels really like uh, impactful when you're running that you can run really fast and it makes it feel fun i don't know it's a it's a good 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 deal oh uh, that's that's uh it's interesting. I, I think that's officially the most we'll ever talk about a MOBA on this podcast without also yeah, well, cursing it in the same the right, breath. Uh, <laughs> this is not the right, like, uh, not the right crowd. You know, yeah. And you're so positive I, about it, I feel bad wanting to shit all over it. That's all right. <laughs> Even though it's probably a that, shitty, stupid game. That's that's how it is for most Dog, of the games. Do your job. Right, I know do Michael's not here. I have to shit on it for no reason. That's right. I, <laughs> well, I was just I was just catching up on everyone's week, and it sounds like it sounded like uh, Trevor's week was uh, gigantic. So, it was. Uh, oh. My week was basically filming in a theater and then eating delicious barbecue. Uh, so people, I, 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 someone can debate me and send me hate mail, but as of right now, um, Virginia has some of the most delicious barbecue in the world that I've ever tasted ever in my life. Uh, so good job, Virginia. Uh, everything else you do is shitty, but that was good. All right. Okay. So I guess we should. <laughs> I guess we should talk about uh, video games. I think the extensive conversation tonight is going to be Pyre, and I think I'm pretty sure also um, a lot of us have a lot to say on Final Fantasy. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just get Hollow Knight out the way really quick, and then uh, maybe if we have time, I'll jump in on Galaxy and uh, uh, pen and paper because it's not a whole lot to say. So, I guess with Hollow Knight, um, try and make this quick. It's it advertises itself as a Metroidvania, and you are a bug, um, and your goal is to explore this big giant underground city that was built and created by bugs. And bugs have been going down there and disappearing and going mad. And as you like venture through the city, you're going to meet a ton of them. And you'll interact with them, and you'll fight them, um, and get their powers. They're kind of pretty typical to a Metroidvania. Um, <laughs> the unfortunate part is that Hollow Knight has a lot of Dark Souls mechanics in it, and they're totally unnecessary. Ooh. And I feel like they almost clash with Metroidvania gameplay, which is weird because you would think like the way a, um, a Souls-like is built with interconnecting worlds and shortcuts back to save points and all that kind of stuff you would think that that would actually play really well with a metroidvania where it's all about getting power-ups and using your new powers and new skills to get to new places and also unlock shortcuts and all that kind of stuff but i find in hollow knight they just absolutely clash like they these mechanics do not get along at all um so you know i i i think kind of the main thing the biggest problem for me is when you die in hollow knight uh, your corpse is left behind, um, you know, and in order to get your money back, in order to get your, you have healing energy, like you have to heal um, in the game. You have to, you, you, you know, use all the strategic healing, which is a great little mechanic. But once you lose your ability to heal, then, of course, uh, you know, it creates problems, all that kind of stuff. But in order to get your healing back, in order to get your money back, you have to fight your ghost, uh, similar to... Um, What's the other game called that we all play? Uh, Let It Die, was it? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, you remember how those battles go where you where you're, you would lose your guy and then you would have to fight 
whatever was left behind if you encountered it yeah. again. It, it, it so that's, that's what it is. You have to fight somebody else's call. Uh, yeah. So that doesn't happen in Hollow Knight, at least, but you still have to fight your ghost. Um, and that can be annoying. And it's especially annoying if you die and you're like in the middle of a labyrinth and you start all the way back at the um, the last save point and you have to crawl all the way back there and you're like st- stuck literally in the middle of this puzzle and your ghost is right there wanting to fight you and you have to kill it and um, it just gets super <laughs> annoying. Super annoying. Fight so... Me. <laughs> the graphics look cool in this game, though. Or is it pretty? Yeah, they are pretty, pretty nice. I mean, it's a. I mean, it's beautiful. It's yeah. like really, really. It's, what so about it the looks music? Great. And the music is great. And I, I want to speak a little bit more in depth about the graphics. The music is great. Um, you know, very atmospheric, and it's one of those games. It's kind of like Undertale or whatever, where they knew up front they had a like slam and soundtrack, so you can buy that in addition to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and the atmosphere is just like fantastic. They got like this underground bug world. Um, you know, it's it's like cartoony but dark, and and you can tell the atmosphere draws some from like uh, uh, Dark Souls and Bloodborne, and this is like a dead society and <clears throat> uh, post-apocalypse and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it's very well put together. Um, the problem with the graphics is it looks like a lot of it is hand drawn, and that's great. Uh, the problem is there's a very weird delay between the game and a lot of controllers. Um, I have, I actually got, just got my PlayStation 4 dongle, Lucio, and uh, I'm, you know, I, I guess I should hook that up and see if that makes it any better. But a lot of players have been having a problem Did with... Did you try another uh, a wire controller? Yeah, well, so... So, um, so if a wire controller still have the latency, I don't know that you can expect the dongle and the PS4 controller to do better, right? So, so I, so that's the question: is is it like a controller issue or what? Xbox controllers have a really bad time with the game, but it's it's a regular kind of a reported issue where um, uh, uh, controllers and the uh, the sync of your uh, little bug guy are off, and you know when you're you're casting your animation and it's like a split second behind, and you have to deal with like these super fast bosses, uh, that's a huge problem. And it makes it like almost unplayable at some points, and um, it's kind of a known issue. It's been a known issue for a while. Um, players keep having trouble with it. It, it turns, seems like turning off VSync helps, but it doesn't eliminate the problem. The problem is still there, so that's like really bad. And uh, I, I do think because there are like hand-drawn graphics that um, that creates some of the problems there with like the lag and the sync and making sure hitboxes are. Uh, exactly I don't as know, it should man, be. Because, like, oh, I, I remember uh, Earthworm Jim was hand drawn and like that shit was responsive. So you're is right, it on you're console? Right. Uh, it's Earthworm coming Jim? out of the Switch. Uh, yeah, Earthworm Jim is on console, Lucio. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, that, that was the that was the joke, uh, Jake. <laughs> um, that is a good question. I, I but I think it is coming to the Switch. Xbox you're right. Yeah. I'm just curious, do the Xbox have the same issues, or it's like a Steam PC only kind of thing? Yeah, um, actually, that's incorrect. It's not on Xbox. Yeah, so it's just going to be on Switch. So we will see if the Switch fixes the problem. And I know that Jarrett intends to get the Switch version. Um, and we'll see. Other than that, you know, I feel like some of the bosses get repetitive, and it's and again because it is it does have those Souls like elements, um, which there are a lot more than I just than just kind of like leaving your grave behind um 
I feel like they felt like they just needed one too many bosses than they need to. Um, there are bosses that you'll fight them and you're just fighting them just to fight them. They don't, it, there's not a whole lot to, a lot of benefit unless you really want to see everything. Um, like it know, doesn't, feel, it's not required to end the game. Yeah, it's not required to end the game. Um, and I know there are different endings and I'm not sure if beating every single boss is really just to, to like what ending you get. The endings really aren't all that different from each other. <laughs> so it doesn't even seem more fat. Uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, it, it's one of those games where I wish I kind of liked it better than I did, but I didn't love it. So, uh, I don't know. Hopefully, they on the on the Switch they fix the issues. I know Jarrett intends to get it, so maybe he could tell us if he likes it any better than I did. Um, if they fix the controller issue, because that's a major problem. And yeah, I, 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 I guess the reason I wanted to mention it so badly is I'm in a place now where even though I still like the Souls like genre, I just really wish you would ditch the trend of feeling like uh, every game has to be a Souls like, you know. And yeah. there, as much as I liked it, <laughs> the the one or two Souls-like elements they had were just pointless. Um, you know, where you can die and lose your shits because you could just reset and reload and get all your shits back. <laughs> so it had no bearing on the gameplay. It was just in there to be in there. Um, I don't know. It's a trend I want to go away. What's the curse of uh, developer unoriginality? Because once something's really hot, guess what? We're going to see that for the next three years, except for the Nemesis system, for whatever except reason. Except for the Nemesis system. Truth, folks. See, the one thing about it. Yeah, so it's unfortunate. Oh, well. Uh, that's my that's my uh, Hollow Knight report. Um, Doug, I, I, I guess let's uh, talk about Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. What? What? Okay. Before we get into it, um, what are all your memories from the original? Like, what, what are your thoughts on it? It annoyed me. What? What annoyed uh, you? I guess. Mostly the combat, I guess. What Final combat? Fantasy is it? Uh, twelve. 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 I didn't play it. <laughs> I. What annoyed <laughs> me the most is I put in a pre-order for Final Fantasy twelve, and then it wouldn't come out for six more years. <laughs> really took that long? I don't remember it being that that big a gap between ten and twelve, but it must have been because they shit out eleven in between that time. That shitty I, MOBA. I, it might not have been or a, a MMO. <laughs> MMO. It MMO, might not yeah. have been a six years. I just remember I like the second Final Fantasy twelve was announced. I put in my pre order, and then it just took ages for it to come out. Um, you know, you wanna? I, I like worry. twelve. If, if, I, if you ever feel sorry for yourself for that, remember that I have a friend who pre orders StarCraft Ghost. <laughs> and he still has it. He's still holding out. Still waiting. Well, the, the store closed, so I don't know. Like, technically, he never canceled it. The CEO has a list of names, and eventually, when it comes out, the CEO himself is gonna <laughs> hand deliver. Every morning, when he's like eighty-five, he's gonna get like a call, like a piece of mail with like a version of StarCraft goes for the PS2 because you know that's why he pre-ordered. Did Did he at least play that like Nova expansion pack for? Starcraft 2? No, he, he hasn't he hasn't <laughs> kept up with video games. He's stuck in the PS2 era. Oh, like well. He never upgraded or anything and, you know, he still has his old shitty computer. Well, if he's stuck in the PS2 era, he can play Final Fantasy 12. That's true. He yeah, can. he'll be happy. That's true. <laughs> okay, so, so Doug, what's this question about? Why are you asking us? I'm just curious, because uh, I'm curious if the remake maybe fixes some of the issues that, that people well, have uh, asked. Because I know it, it's kind of one of the more... Uh, What's the word? 
controversial, I guess. People people weren't a huge fan of it when it first came out. Um, I, I actually quite liked it, and, and over time, I, I I've liked it even more. And I think it's aged uh, a lot better than I think the more recent ones will. Well, I, I can say this. Uh, Final Fantasy twelve will never fix my main issue with it. And what is your main issue with that? Van. Van well, yeah, Van. Van's pretty garbage. <laughs> you, he still you is. Have, you, have, you have like five. You literally have five other characters who are not only more interesting than Van, but have a lot more involvement with the story than Van. You know, e- oh. even his uh, BFF, Penelo, at least she's uh, trying to get it on with like the 12-year-old boy. No one else. Dad doesn't have anything going on. He's not doing anything in the story. Why is he in it? Unfortunately, they they didn't really fix that. But, <laughs> uh, but I, I from my memories of it, it it's funner than than I I really remember. I think, um, to be honest, it. Uh, so, where do I even start? My I guess, my main problems to answer your question honestly was the combat. So. Well, see, I, I think actually this may technically fix your issue with combat because you can just go four speed and just, you know, plow through anything that you don't like. And okay. the addition of, of having like a speed up button is actually fantastic. And I Do wish you have more control over your, your dudes. I mean, no, it's the gambit system still the exact same. So mm. uh, unfortunately, you, you don't. Um, but I mean, you can just, you know, set your gambits, kind of just go on four times speed and just kind of plow through the game and just kind of experience. That might actually help. Uh, you, know, you know, I actually do have a, since we are talking about the, the combat, I do have a for real issue uh, with the game. And while I like the combat, um, and I actually like the license board, um, what I didn't like is at the very beginning of the game and the very end of the game, no matter what you did with the license board and no matter what you did with your gambits, your play types would always be the same. And I kind of went out my way so that everyone played different. So Ash was kind of like my Dark Knight and, um, you know, Pinello was kind of like my thief type and Valthier was kind of like my paladin. Um, but it really, it was really kind of irrelevant because at the beginning, everyone needed kind of the same skills just to get mm-hmm. the content. And then at the end, everyone needed the same skills to finish like marks and the final boss and all that. Yeah, and, and they they the, definitely have fixed that because this is this is based off of the uh, Zodiac or the International Job Edition or something like that, where basically you you picked a, a class uh, out of I think it's ten classes or something, and then you're you're stuck. Like the license board is only going to give you a set number of licenses for that class. So if you pick, I think I might actually know, like that better. No, yeah, and it, it's quite nice because then you can just you know focus on a uh, on a class and then just sort of s- skill it out that way. I th- I think one change from the 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 international edition is that you're actually able to pick one other class. So at some point in the story, as you get another little license on the board, and you can click pick another class to to also be. So you can do like a Fran can be the archer and a time mage if you wanted. And you, weird, you could do the, like combo, both of those but... things at the same time. Yeah, so you, you it basically opens a second board for that class, and you can just go through it down the list uh, of those items. So that that's that's awesome. That's awesome. No, it, yeah, wise. it's it's really cool. <laughs> you, you know, in like uh, Final Fantasy XI, which wasn't good, I I really liked the second specialization you could do. And Final Fantasy X was the same thing. Once you finished someone on the spare grid, and then like moved them to someone else's grid, that was great. That's incredible. So. Yeah, so it, it's yeah, really nice it also broke the shit out of the game, though. <laughs> I don't think it necessarily be. breaks this game, but I mean, I mean, 
you know, as you kind of level up, you're eventually going to get broken anyway. Uh, I mean, the, the main story so far hasn't been super challenging. Um, I think a lot of the challenge, even when the original one was, it was the marks. So I, I have more questions yeah. about Zodiac, but before that, I have um, an honest question for everyone. What's like the last good Final Fantasy you remember? Like, what's the last one you really, really loved playing? Really, really loved playing? Yeah. I haven't mm. played anything but like seven and eight, so I'm really limited on my Final Fantasies. Uh, well, which one? Which one of you those did you like best? Seven. Okay, that, that's the right correct answer. answer. <laughs> <laughs> a- anyone listening to the podcast? Yes, the I scored. Uh, <laughs> um, you how about you? I th- would say ten. I really like ten, even though I know that a lot of people like hated. Uh, I felt it was really good. I, I think for me, it was like Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced 2 of all the games. Well, and I mean, if you're going into like the spin-offs and shit, yeah, I need to choice? think about it more. 13-2. Right. <laughs> yeah. well, actually, 13-2 is better than 13. So. I would say um, 12 is actually probably my 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 last favorite one. Like I, I actually like really, really like 12. Of the main line, yeah, 12, for sure. Yeah. I really uh, loved 12. Of the main 12, line, I would have to agree good. that 12 was like the last one. Um... But the only reason I bring up Tactics Advanced 2 is because the storyline wasn't great, but the job system, that was like the best job system score had ever done. Um, I don't know why was, they ever went away from the job system. I think the yeah. job system is gold. Yeah, it's awesome. Like like every every Final Fantasy with the job system, I just like super, I really super enjoyed it, uh, except for 11. But even because in 11, then Lightning couldn't be OP for the end game and... You wouldn't have to use her. Yeah. But you don't have to 11... use her. You just hit auto battle, which is the same <laughs> as the Gambit system, I suppose, but still. It's even uh, worse because um, uh, Lightning has this one ability called Army of One. And all you just need to do is just do that at the beginning of the fight, and that's it because it like, kills everything. And I, I guess to kind of the main complaint with the gamut system that you can, you know, set it and forget it. And you, you kind of like for a lot of the, uh, you know, regular just fighting enemies battle, you can. But I mean, they're tossing so many more status effects at you than I think I've ever had in any other Final Fantasy game outside of fighting, fighting a Malboro that you can't really like. There's only so many gambit slots and you can't really like plan for every scenario unless you have a trillion remedies. Right. Um, right. And so, I mean, you, you can't just kind of set it and forget it and, like, just completely go through the game. Because at some point, you're going to get hit with, like, immobilize or, you know, disease, which is a fucking pain in the ass. Uh, I do remember disease. <laughs> you don't you don't remember disease? I do remember it. Yeah, oh, okay. I remember disease. Yeah. Oh, that, that was the, the most atrocious status effect ever. Yeah. I, yeah so, um, since we're still talking about the combat, it, it, what about quickening chains you still have to do a lot of those i i, I don't touch it i hate quickening. Okay. <laughs> i i haven't i haven't tried it to see if they fixed it just because I, i'm kind of waiting for my characters to get more along so i can un so i don't like use the quickening chains that kind of block off certain sections of the board so i right. think only one of my characters has the quickening um but i i think it's still shitty which is a bummer <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I, unfortunately, I can't, I can't. I can't speak to that. I'll, I'll try a quickening later. I still don't understand how it works. <laughs> I just remembered. I just remember so many, like if you wanted to do like the really high level marks, then 
having quick meat chains was almost a requirement. It was so I, it was so obnoxious. <laughs> I just couldn't put up with it. I think uh, one, of the, one of the big changes they made that I, I don't quite remember, but I guess that in the original game, when you used an Esper or your Quickening, it completely drained your mana, like yeah. to zero. I guess that that's no longer the case. You actually have a, thir- a separate bar completely that just charges up. And so that's when awesome. you use that, it depletes your <laughs> bar, and you still have all your mana, which that's I think perfect. is really a very good change. Good, good job, Square. You did something right. <laughs> I, I think and I mean, I guess I'll, I'll move on to the visuals real quick. But I think it looks it looks fantastic. It looks it looks crisp, sharp. Obviously, it's not going to look like a you know a PS4 game or anything like that. But I remember Final Fantasy XII having some very impressive graphics from the time. So I wouldn't be surprised if it still looked pretty good. I, I think it holds up immensely. I, I think it's great. So, did they did they touch the graphics at all, or are they like just the same? They they did touch it up like it, it's kind of like when you first look at it you'd be like oh this looks really nice but then when you like I think I saw a comparison of the uh, the uh, PS2 version versus the PS4 and it was like insanely blurry the PS2 right. version is like just blurred to shit all this all the all the textures are like muddy and just like and like wow this looks good and these it's ones good. like they're still like they're sharp and obviously you know you're going to come across they're, they're going to look like video game characters but i mean for for what it is it looks it looks quite bad it, they, did, they did a really good job so 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 let's just say theoretically i just want to stand there and look at i don't know ash's skirt or fran's song or like Pinello's tight tight pants for a while i would enjoy that i i think you would enjoy it i okay. i think well, them, so. them, them assets have held up so that's definitely, that's definitely a, a recommendation then. Oh yeah, yeah, they're still looking great. Her, although Fran's little bunny claws are still not not great. Those, <laughs> those still look a little jacked. Yeah. It's like just it's one of those like single single claw things. So like when you see them, it's like oh okay. I, I you know I, I think you I think you sold me. I was I was pretty on when you guys first started talking about it. I was pretty on the fence about it. Twelve is definitely one of my more preferred titles like if i were to rank final fantasies um there are some that would definitely go above it but it's it's definitely kind of like my top five for the main number line um and i mean i'll talk about the story in, in just a second because I, I think that that bears kind of repeating but and i i'm just not sure if this is is because how atrocious the series has has gone that i'm looking back with like goggles that make this game seem way better than it is <laughs> i mean yeah. if you know what's coming it probably feels like fucking shakespeare i mean exactly yeah. so i maybe maybe i'm being a little bit too too gracious of it um but yeah i'm i'm very pleasantly surprised and i'm i'm wholly glad that i i picked it up um i, I, I remember I, I remember that like with um with 12 it was it was i i want to say it was like um uh, Star Wars meets Final Fantasy VI, but Final Fantasy VI was already kind of Star Wars. So is it like just basically Star Wars? Is that the storyline? I yeah, a lot of people get it, and and I definitely do kind of understand that. I mean, you've got like you know the they have the Empire and stuff like that. Um, but I, I think I don't know the the story is just so much more I guess grounded now compared to where it is where the, where the other games have gone. It's well, just, you're not you know, talking about like CL and lost CL and all that other bullshit. So yeah. <laughs> you, know, like, you don't get into the uh, pulse let's see. Exactly. Like like I I can <laughs> you know play the game and and yeah, boring shitty ass van can talk for like five minutes and I can actually understand what the hell's going on. He's like, oh, the empire's mean and they came and took over our, my city, 
and they're yeah. you know angry and the other empire to the south like i i get that it's not like we're born from crystals made out of space dust and but some crystals are evil crystals but then the other crystals are good <laughs> and if Was you touch he... one of the crystals you become mark with the crystal yeah, and, and I mean, and for most of the game, it's just you know you're you're fighting you know human human enemies. Uh, of course, I mean you know when you near the end, there is you know the big bad that all fi- I think all, every single Final Fantasy has. But even then, it's it's kind of more toned down to like you are kind of fighting like the big bad is kind of like a space god, I, I, you know, or I, a I sky think, god, think, but it's still more like kind of toned down from that than than I, like I think you know, when, even when you bear off, it's just it's just kind of. France storyline where you kind of uh, you're kind of fighting monsters and all that. I think every, I think you're right. Everything else is just kind of you know, like all the events. There's just like the, you know the two sky gods. There's like a schism in there. This one of one guys like you know fuck fuck this order of people. I'm gonna make men are gonna you know handle their own destiny. And you know on the front of it, like oh that sounds like a good idea. But then he's also the the bad guy throughout the entire movie or the entire game. So I don't. I think it works quite well, and, and, and you know, in retrospect, I think it, it's got a pretty good storyline. Um, some yeah, of it, it, some of it's like voice acted, kind of still poorly. I mean, some of the like some of the things that I think could really work with maybe a little bit better voice acting direction still don't really hit. Sometimes they'll say something, and it's supposed to be humorous, and it just kind of falls on deaf ears. <laughs> right. Like I think there's a, there's a <laughs> not not that bad, but. <laughs> <laughs> There's some part in the game where I think Van uh, asks Fran her age, and uh, and everyone is just like, "Oh, Van, you shouldn't say anything like that." But it comes across like so poorly that it, it takes any sort of comedic element out of out of that scene. See, and then you, I'm gonna you use have to remember that about. like it took a while for voice acting to get to a good like point. Oh, I I agree. This they, they were this was still like what this I think their second mainline uh, voice acted Final Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I, you know, I, I think, I think my only major issue with the storyline of Final Fantasy XII was again then I, it felt like the story was supposed to be about Ash and uh, Basque or Bash or however you pronounce his name, uh, I, like, like Ash's it was uh, Ash's uh, fiance that died right, and it was him that she had visions of. Yeah, Rassler. So, so, so yeah, she she has like this whole kind of emotional connection to it, and then Van can just see it. Two for some reason, for some random reason, um, like, I'm coming it, along for the journey. <laughs> <laughs> and it felt like he was just given this power. Like it, it really felt like uh, the game was supposed to star some of the other characters. And I think I even read somewhere. Maybe I'm totally making this up. No, I think I, 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 think, I think I know where you're going. And I, I think you're right. Is that that it was initially supposed to? I think be Bosch's game. Like he he was yeah. the main character. And they're like, yeah. oh shit, we need a little pretty boy. And they yeah, shoehorned much. Van in. <laughs> yeah, which is a shame because uh, I would follow Bosch to to whatever he's going. Yeah, Bosch yeah. is dope. Bosch is the man. Uh, so. One other thing about the Evil East in general and all the all the games like set in the Evil East universe is that I, I don't know. I really like the world overall. Like, there's so many like different kinds of races and and characters that it, it really feels it feels like a real world kind of as opposed well, to some then, Final Fantasies which don't. I can't name an Evil East game that I hate. Like, I really like all the Evil East games. About Final Fantasy twelve two was bad, but other than that, I liked all the Evil East games. So, um, and isn't uh, even Bravely Default based on the world of Evil East? Like, it's not Evil East, but I think it's supposed to be based on the same world. Whatever, Square should stick to Evil East and then not do any other other bullshit. At the end. 
What they should have done, actually, they, they should have, you know, not had Van and then actually used a different race. Because your whole party is full of, you know, humans and one Viera. So why not just get rid of Van and give me, like, one of those pig guys? That's perfect. I think you fixed it for good. That's or the, the Banga. Give me, give me the lizard dudes. <laughs> Anyone other than this fucker. And don't yeah. you see them, like, in a, in a big celebration at the beginning? Like, all the colorful races they have, and then it's just your party of all humans. Yeah, all humans in one no humans. really sexy bunny lady. <laughs> one really sexy bunny girl. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I think that sounds good. I actually want to pick it up now. I want to um, start playing it because 12 is the last one I have uh, fond memories of. So, Are there uh, any like, closing thoughts you have? Closing thoughts? I think I had one and I've, I've lost it. But yeah, you should I'm gonna kick all the beer should... out. Oh. <sighs> God, the beer. That whole that whole town. That whole town looks good. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's that's perfect. HD um, yeah. HD bunny tits. HD bunny tits. Yeah, bring back the beer. That's what that's what everyone really wants. That'll fix Final Fantasy forever. Final Fantasy 16, just all Viera all the time. <laughs> all Viera all the time. I, I even think most of my A2 party was like Viera. Like fuck balance. <laughs> so um i guess uh, trevor and lucio it is time to tell us about pyre all right i want to hear lucio's thoughts first i like it okay well that was simple <laughs> all right. Podcast okay. over. good night <laughs> i do not i all right, do so, not so before before all that which one of you wants to explain what pyre is about well, I've only played a very short amount because it was so bad I couldn't make it through. I, I've played an hour long because I was so upset with it. It was just so bad. But um, yeah, so if, if Lucio wants to give, you know, his take on it or, you know, what he can about the game. How long have you played, Lucio? I finished it. Oh, all right. There you go. So Lucio. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lucio. Go, it's, he's already um, down the hammer, so. It's uh, it's not a very long game. Like it, it's shorter than Scaramucci's term in in the White House. So, you know, it's not <laughs> that big of a deal to finish it. I'm so glad we got that in there. It's a topical. <laughs> um, so the the um, game calls itself uh, a strategy RPG, which is bullshit. Uh, it's uh, it's a sports game. Uh, a sport they uh, made up. Ooh. Um, yeah, it's like bad Quidditch. It's a <laughs> mixture, I would say, of like rugby and or or football, actually, because this is mostly for Americans. Uh, of like football and um, we'll say with a little bit of basketball. Mm-hmm, um, and yeah. I like sports games, so I, I that's why I like it. But I can see if you were expecting to go and, and get a a strategy game, how you would not be happy with this that that's really strange given super giants last two games yeah for sure well that's i bought it on blind faith that it would be you know good like transistor and and bastion and it's just not it's just it, it like and what you know what really else really pisses me off about this game is the um bastion and transistor had amazing narration and this mm-hmm. one you have to read everything Yep. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? The reason why I like these games is the the amazing narration that the uh, past two games have had. The narrator is the the announcer. Yeah, and it's like he only says a couple things. There's uh, tons of reading, tons of reading. Yeah, I mean, I don't. So, 
it's actually a little so, funny that yeah, you, I don't that mind reading, but okay. Because it, it's funny that you say that because I, I think earlier today um, I was looking up a review of Shadowrun Hong Kong. What turned me off was them talking about how much reading there is. And then Lucio mentioned, well, he doesn't mind a ton of reading because it's an RPG. I honestly feel like that for an RPG, there needs to be like a balance. Like, yes, you should be expected to read. Um, and there's definitely too little reading. Like in a lot of Bethesda games, there's not a lot of options. There's not a lot of interesting dialogue to hear or to read. Um, but there's like a, there's like a balance. Like there's, you can go overboard. There can be too much. Does oh, is that what Pyre feels like? Well, no. so... It's not necessarily for me. It's not necessarily that you have to read. Like I play a lot of games where you have to read, where I go into it expecting that that's going to be the case. Like I'm, right. I'm like, okay, right. I know that this game is going to be reading. Like I mean, I I don't play as many like uh like of the JRPGs that you guys do, but like you know something like as simple as Pokemon. Like I don't expect to there to be a ton of of um uh voice acting in those games, and so I know. I mean, you can skip all the reading because it's not relevant, but you like I can. I can read it or I can't, and I don't care. This game, like I said, in the history of this uh, studio or whatever, super you know, giant, the, yeah, yeah, their games have been amazing with the narration. The way that they still tell the story is done with a narrator with a great voice, and the way that it's told is really, really nice and beautiful. And this game, they make you read everything. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I wanted to right, hear that right. narrator. So it's not so much that you have to read; it's more that you were it's more expecting. That they got, like, yeah, something else. And yeah, I was expecting they, they, they got rid of else. their main draw, and yeah. yeah, I understand that. So, yeah. So, uh, it's, so, it's, so to explain what Pyre is before we continue, right? Because yeah, I think we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. Question. So, um, the way the story goes is you you are ex- exiled to this place called the Downside, um, where there is this series of rituals that each uh, they call them triumvirates, but essentially teams. Um, they can do to get out, and if you win enough of those rituals, which are the games, um, you earn your chance at a liberation match. And if you win that, then one person can leave. Um, you you don't actually play a character; you play um, the reader. So your thing is that you're one of the few people that can read because reading is outlawed. Um, and you you're basically their coach, right? So you choose who who goes into which, uh, you know, in your team. You choose, um, you know, uh, what they do and all that stuff. You choose um, how what abilities you give them when they rank up, all that stuff. Um, so between each uh, match, you have a little like scene where you're traveling through the countryside, kind of like uh, very similar to um, Banner Saga. Yeah, Banner Saga. And then yeah. you will have like stuff happening, right? Oh, so you can go here, and this guy tells you, oh, if we go here, I can buy something. Or if you go through the other way, maybe we can find, you know, a talisman, which are, is equipment that gives you like bonuses. Um, the actual game itself, like I said, it's um, there's two pyres at the end of each field. Uh, it's a three on three game. There's different races. There's, I believe, uh, six races in total, or eight races. Um, but you know, each of them have different things. So, you know, there's the demons who are these big, huge, slow guys that hit hard and are good for defense. There's the worms that are like these really fast snakes that don't do a lot of damage, but, you know, can basically like weave like around the opponents. Only one character can move at a time. 
So switching between your characters is kind of like where the strategy part of it comes from, but it's not mm-hmm. turn-based. Everything is happening in real time. But um, Lucio, just just to be clear, maybe I don't know because I didn't get far enough, but there's no like real damage. Everything's one hit. The like right? I mean, you hit them once and they die. The I guess. It, well, what like I'm talking ra- about hitting radius is um, each each of them have um, different damage that they do to the actual enemy's fire. So if you actually get right, like right, Jordiel yeah. to score a point, she's going to hit that thing for like 30 damage. Right. Um, versus like the snake guy who only hits it for 10. Right. Um, you can also throw the ball into the pyre, and that depends on how long you hold the button. So in general, you want to have somebody plunge into it, but if you don't want to, if you can kind of hold the button for long enough, uh, you can try to just throw it in. The reason why you want to do that is because the person who scores the point uh, is not available for the next like next kickoff, so to speak. So you're you're one down. Um, so I, that's kind of, uh, I guess I guess I'm having difficulty understanding the rules of this game. <laughs> it's very bizarre. It really is. But yeah, once is. you play it, it is so simplistic. And it's also, and that's part of the reason why I'm not a big fan of it is it's just like you control one character. There's some strategy and like placement of characters, which characters you pick, how you want to like score the, it, like Lucio said, it's kind of like basketball. You're just trying to get this ball that drops in the center to the other side and you right. do it with the three guys and you can only move one at one at a time. You can pass the ball. You can run the ball. You can jump with the ball. You can kill the, you can't attack while you're holding the ball. So you have to try to pass it off or dodge the shots of the other players. Um, yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, it, it sounds complicated when trying to explain it, but if you got into it, you'd be like, this is it. This is all I'm doing. Once you get more, uh, more into the game, like farther into it, there's more, more strategy, uh-huh. right? Cause the teams change and, you know, the talismans get added, which, you know, give them different, uh, things. Um, right. But the point is, if you don't like the core game, it's a sports game, right? If you don't like the poor, the core game, then it's still going to be the core game. So that's so. Then, then that may bring me to my question. It's a two-part question. Um, uh, the first part to this question is like, is kind of, I guess, I guess, is kind of the story mode the same thing as a campaign as it would be in a sports game? And yes. if that's the case, that's the case. Wait for the second part. On a scale of, I don't know, Tony Hawk Underground to NBA 2K16. What's the story? (laughs) (laughs) Which is a good one. (laughs) (laughs) In in that... uh, Um, I mean... what did, what did you think of the story, Lucio? I'm, I'm guessing that's probably the best part of it. I, and because I didn't want to play the game, I didn't get to see it. Is that right? I like it. Yeah. Um, to be fair, I think it's the worst of the three Super Giant game stories. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, for me, Transistor was the favorite one, but uh, for sure, I don't think it's as good as Bastion's story. It's still very good, though. Uh, uh-huh. It's very well told. Um, you know, all of the art and the music is is pretty good. Um, but I I, I get you. I, I understand. That if you don't like the main game, I don't know that it will keep you, uh, you know, right. it, will, it will keep you entertained to to go through it. Uh, and the way that the story is delivered doesn't really change. Um, I mean, you you get more characters, stuff happens. There's a lot of twists. 
Um, you know, in the end, the, the end game, if you don't mind spoilers, is basically you are starting a revolution. Um, it has it's kind of really... like a dystopian universe kind of thing, right? Yeah. That's kind of what yeah. I took from it. Okay. Right. Um, are they all like dystopian universes? They are, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Supergiant really likes it. Can't they just live in a happy world? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it's uh, I can I can understand that the gameplay would get more complex. The the one thing, the other part that turned me off on it, that why I couldn't play anymore. I turned the difficulty all the way up, and I wasn't ever they were the computer was never scoring on me, and I was like, yeah, oh my gosh. the first like, few matches terrible. are really easy, but later on they get they get pretty pretty intense. They get better, okay. But that being said, I never lost one. So, right. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, hey, no, like I got close. Like I've been between like whoever scores next wins. Uh huh. But yeah. um, you know, it's still I didn't lose. Right. So uh, I, I I have two important questions. Given that this is like a super giant game, um, the first one is how is the artwork? Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. The music's amazing. When the narrator yeah. talks, it's amazing. Yeah, but he doesn't talk that much. He doesn't talk that much. Well, see, and I think I think music was my my second question because those are like the other. When I think super giant, I think narrator, yeah, but I also think artwork and I also think music. Uh, no, all the stuff is in there. Don't, don't, yeah. don't be mistaken. It is all great. I have to. I, it all that stuff is fantastic. It really is. It's it's amazing. It um, you know, I I you didn't see this trailer, but uh, and. This comes, it's one of my favorite things about this game, but it comes at the end where basically, you know, the technology that we're using to kind of uh, do the uh, dynamic narration in like Transistor and, and Bastion. Yeah. There's a song at the end, the end credit song mm-hmm. that changes dynamically depending on which choices you made in the game. And it's that's really awesome. cool. That's, that's, that does uh-huh. sound kind of cool. But you have to play the whole fucking game to see it. Yeah, to see it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So I, I, you know, I, I think um, uh, my other question about this is, you say the game is in real time. Does it play like I don't know, like FIFA or NBA TK, or does it play like uh, Blood Bowl, maybe? Like what? Blood Bowl. That's like the that's the only other real <laughs> RPG slash sports game I could think of. I haven't. Played. Um, I haven't played that one. Or even even um. Only play the table. Uh, what's its face? The um. The game in Final Fantasy X, whatever they call it, the underwater thing. Blitzball. Oh, uh, it yeah. plays closer to FIFA than just Blitzball. Okay. All right. The, controls, a... Yeah, the controls are pretty good, uh, which is something that I was worried when I realized it was a sports game. Yeah. Because... Oh, yeah, I mean, it, it plays fine. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it plays well. Um. So, yeah, the, the controls are good. The problem is that's not what they were selling that's not, yeah, they're, they're selling a strategy RPG. Right. And it's not That's what they RPG. call it. It's if you go to Steam right now and you look up Pyre, it says strategy RPG. You're picking like a, a, a basketball team, basically. Right. Uh, and I take it whoever has the ball is the character you're currently in control of. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's, uh, well, that's what Well, you can it is. switch if you don't if you don't have the ball. Yeah. Like you can you can switch your character. Okay. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that's that. That's still a sports game. That's basically what it is. <laughs> right. Right. Um, it's a bit, you know, since it's supposed to be like, you know, fantasy rituals, there's a bit more like bullshit they get away with. Like some characters have thing called auras, which is what he was talking about, like the one hit kills. Right. So, you know, you can 
go and like knock the other players off for a certain amount of time after you kill them. Um, you know, some of them have like abilities, like you know, some characters can fly. There's harpies, so the harpies fly. Um, some characters can jump really far. There's like this dog character that runs really fast. Um, stuff like that that you know you, you don't usually see in like more structured sports games. So this yep. is, this is, I mean, this is, I, I don't know. I think you see it in more structured sorts of games. It's like, you know, if you're going to throw on... I mean, if um, Messi starts fucking playing in FIFA, man, I want to... If you, if you, if you play like NBA 2K and you pick Dwight Howard, you expect him to like slam on, on people, right? So he can get the slam dunks. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Uh, <laughs> if you play in Madden 2017 and you pick Michael Vick, if you hit a button, his rabid dogs come bite the other players. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you pick, if you pick like a... Uh, Colin Kaepernick, then the FBI will lock, knock on your door for your lack of patriotism. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tim Tebow, press F to pray. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Who's going to make the OJ joke? Come on, Doug, take it away. <laughs> well, okay, fine. If you if you you know pick classic mode and you're playing OJ, you get a nice cool glass of uh, orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> and it's real Thanks, refreshing. Doug. I think I think you nailed it. And then you go beat your beat your wife Nicole to death and stab her in the face. There we go. That's Excellent. Funny. And you have to drive away in a white vehicle, but that's like the mini game. So. That's uh, that's the the story mode. That'd be a hell of a mini game. <laughs> so do Speaking of mini games, there's this one part. I don't know if you go to it, uh, Trevor. So this is one part where you are attacked by like some monsters. And you have to use like your abilities to like kill them before they not. destroy the little wagon. So it's a little mini game. Oh yeah, yeah, I did actually. I did get to that. That's the only time that happens. Really, one time. Yeah. One time. Like I thought this was gonna be like a, like the other half of the game. Right, right. It happens once. Interesting. Which was really weird to the point where I'm wondering why they even included it at all. Like why right. bother program that to use it once. That is very bizarre. Okay, so this is this is this is what I want. If Super Giant is going to be a sports game, this is uh, what I want from them next. Are you ready? Right. I want them to make a RPG that stars John Cena okay. and his colorful the enemy, collection the of enemies. Can't see him. The enemies can't see him. <laughs> like your your main skill is stealth. You know, you only have basically stealth builds pretty much. So that's what I want. That's what I want Super Giant to work on next. With uh, dynamic narration. Are there like any other uh, thoughts on this game on Pyre? Not for me. I liked it. I probably wouldn't recommend it to anybody who doesn't like play FIFA with me. I think the difference between Trevor and, and me is that I like sports games. Uh, I, I like sports games, though. I mean, I, I, I play Madden all the time or NHL. You know, I oh. mean, I have FIFA. I suck at it, but I actually do enjoy it if I'm not losing. Um, <laughs> so it's but yeah, I, so I, I think that's like all sports for everyone. I feel like it's a really bad sports game. Like I get what you're saying, but it's like it's not even a good one. It's like I mean, did you guys ever play? Uh, did you guys ever play um, the Quidditch game? No, no, it's bad. It's bad. And it's like this game, <laughs> but worse. This reminds me more of like the Tecmo, like the NES version, but I guess I can see where you come from. I mean, I, I guess, you know, I, I think if you're going to create a fictional sport, then it has to be really super engaging. Right. And um, 
the rule is kind of easy to understand and all that kind of stuff. It, it, it is like Blitzball. Like, I'm always going to remember Blitzball. Um, you know, I, I don't know that Pyre sounds that interesting. But I will ask this. Where does it stand up to, like, Bastion and Transistor? It's definitely the worst of the three. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, we, we both agree on that, yeah. It's the worst of the three. I, I, I'm not a huge Supergiant fan, but I was like, oh, I mean, they make some interesting-looking games, so I'll take a look at it. And I think I read their Steam profile, and then I, I realized that it was like a... Uh, uh, they're playing basically like a, a sports game. I was like, "Fuck that shit!" <laughs> like, I was immediately yeah. turned off, and and so I, I can definitely see where Trevor's coming with. You're expecting something completely, you know, the, good. I, think, I don't know if they like maybe sold it as a sports game. I, I maybe would have been better. Um, I think maybe this is maybe a case of tempering your expectations and being like, "Don't call it a strategy RPG. Call it a strategy, you know, sports RPG or something like that." It's yeah. like when, remember when I was talking about Masquerada, I was saying that, you know, I think part of the problem is that they started selling it like a Western RPG with a ton of choices when it's really more of a JRPG. Yeah, it's definitely It's kind of like that. Not, not even more of a, it's completely a JRPG. Right. <laughs> so, you know, they, they probably shouldn't, like, if it would have just been straight up, I think it would have been better received. Yeah. Well, maybe like it's the reverse. Like if you pick up FIFA and you're playing like a Counter-Strike game, I imagine a lot of the FIFA players are going to be pretty pissed. Now, I would be happy, but... <laughs> I almost sure. felt that with FIFA's more RPG. Right, right. So, I mean, Although now they added like a story more like to, uh, NFL, uh, NBA 2K had. Um, I always meant to play that and see how it was, but uh, Actually, it was, it was never think, cheap enough to... I think FIFA could have a first-person like shooter component to it where you're like, you're just like a foot that's floating around with a ball in front of you. You're just like running around the stadium, kicking the ball in people's faces. Did you see? Oh, that was kind of like that was kind of like a, a ball in Overwatch. That was like yeah, it was kind of first person FIFA. Which, by the way, is back. Um, yeah, but I know what you're saying. You guys are you're basically saying Supergiant has been building up a brand, and it started with Transistor. I mean, sorry, it started with Bastion, and then they released Transistor, and then Pyre just kind of betrays that. It's like just something completely different that they say is like the other ones, but it's not. Right. So maybe yeah. if they had just say it was going to, like, they would be like, oh, we're going in a different direction with this. We feel like doing fucking, you know, fantasy basketball. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't know. Maybe it would have been better. It's hard to tell. But yeah. you know, that's what I feel. Yeah, uh, that's, that's what kind of genre it. would you want them to tackle next? I want them yeah, to do the same to thing that they've been doing with Transistor and Bastion. Do that again. I Even want Bastion and Transistor. I want them to the do a, a, a Mario Kart ripoff with all of their properties. <laughs> that's, that's, that, there we go. Bastion uh, Kart. <laughs> you have a. Uh, yeah, but have... I would even say like Transistor is quite different from Bastion. But it's just like they are both very RPG-ish. Like you can't really debate that. Um, you know, I'd just say Bastion's closer to the realm of action RPGs, and Transistor is a little bit more traditional. Um, Trevor, do, so. do you maybe just want the voice, the the narrated voice actor, to like read you a book on tape? <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Um, that I, but you know, like I said, with the with with Transistor and with Bastion, the story was told so well just through that narrator. There was the I just loved the, even the constant talking. Uh, like while you're playing, it's like it's still talking to you. Um, you know, it just makes you feel really immersed in the game, and I liked it. I enjoy so that. So let's let's let, let's say let's let's say Pyro went like this. Like you let's pick your characters, right? 
the gameplay see. is still pretty bad. I, I, I wouldn't have liked it as much, but I would have played <laughs> through it. I wouldn't have stopped. Let's put it that way. So that was like that was like my my question is if the narrator was kind of narrating the game how actual narrators narrate sports on TV would that right. make it better? <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. I just want him to narrate the whole thing. I don't want to read. Right, right. I don't know. He, he needs like a he, in order to be a, a reliable like TV narrator, he would need like a partner because he needs yeah, to be yeah. like, oh look, uh, yeah, this guy just, just scored a fire. Well, Jim, he was always being reliable. They're right. gonna and go the with that. Character. They're gonna go with the heavy front line and and uh, and fast attack. Let's see how that works out for him, Charlie. I agree. Hey. It always been reliable with affirmation. I, I think you're forgetting like the main character in Transistor didn't talk and it was perfect. So just have her guest star. Yeah, and then or that's your like, other narrator right there. Like, uh, like Problem solved. <laughs> yep. All right. All right. Um, well, that's unfortunate about Pyre. Um, yeah. Well, I mean. I mean, Lucio liked. liked it. Yeah, you liked it. How much did it cost? How much is Pyre? It was only like twenty bucks or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That sounds. But, super you know, good. like it's not like where like I fucking loved it and. Right. You know, and this came out in 2017, And this came out in 2017, so there's a lot of good games this year to spend your money on. So, like, it, 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 you know, the mark of a really good game is when you get it and then you have to buy it for, like, all your friends. That's what that's what I did with um, Undertale. And then that's what my friend Dave did with um, uh, Stardew Valley. And then that's what Lucio did with Transistor. Yep. <laughs> he got it for, like, everyone. Yep. Uh, doesn't sound like Pyre is going to be that game. Nope. Nope. All right. Let's do that. Um well, since this is the night of, of RPGs, I think I think it's all. Oh no, it hasn't. It's been three RPGs and one kind of one wannabe. Um, might be Dark Souls. It's not really an RPG, but I can end this by talking a little bit, a bit about Galaxy of Pen and Paper. I don't have very much to say about it. Um, just that the most bizarre thing of uh, Galaxy of Pen and Paper, and I'm not sure how much I'm within rights to talk about this, but the one that I played before the launch was quite different from the one that they patched it to be at the launch, and it threw off my whole kind of review. And while the one that they patched in is definitely the better game, uh, it's frustrating that, you know, I spent all this time playing one game, and then there's another one that I have to review now. Um but I, I I don't think anyone else besides me has um, played any of the other. No, well, Jared's played Chroma Squad, but I don't think anyone on the podcast now has played anything. Um, Actually, I never played again by them. So yeah, so so they're the, they're the same thing as uh, Super Giant, where they like specialize in. Uh, they do like these highly specialized RPGs, um, and you know I think I think they also only have four games to their name, and even one of them was kind of made up by um, a, at a game jam, and their name is Behold Studios. Um, so there is uh, Knights of Pen and Paper, and then there was Chroma Squad, and then Galaxy Squad. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> getting my names mixed up. Galaxy of Pen and Paper is their most recent one. Um, and it's interesting because they've got this really kind of old-school pixel look but it's like really detailed, you know, it's like they, they have an actual artist that sits down and takes their time. They didn't just throw three blocks together and then claim, oh, this is a nostalgic look. Um, no, it's done quite well. 
and they're all I guess I guess you would say they, they are games heavily steeped in nostalgia and while that can get that can be like very quickly annoying I don't think it's ever annoyed me in Behold Studios games um, Knights of Pen and Paper for example the first thing you do is you select your party and you do this by selecting uh, pre-designed characters and they're all kind of um, they're all kind of like uh cliches and tropes and like typical types like so Paris Hilton is like a character in Knights of Pen and Paper and then you'll pick Paris Hilton and then you'll pick her class which is a classic uh, Dungeons and Dragons class so she can be like a druid um, she can be like a bard and you take those two things and then you take her off and you go on your quest and there's a game master who tells you um, you know what you have to do and kind of the first major quest in Knights of Pen and Paper has you fight uh, this group that is very clearly the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They can't say they're the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but they're the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And while that seems like it could be easily obnoxious, and while it seems like it's random, and they're just throwing a bunch of 80s stuff and uh, and pop culture into the game just to do it, um, it's actually crafted around a pretty good little story. And the story starts to get very meta. You know, the deeper you get into the story, the more it has an impact on, like, the real world. And the final boss is your mom because she's sick of you playing the game and all that kind of stuff. Um, and Chroma Squad's a lot of the same. Um, if Jarrett were here, he could mention it. But Chroma Squad, um, you, you create a team of, like, Sentai superheroes. And, um, uh, you know, you're actually all stuntmen. And you want to go off and create your own Sentai show. And all the battles are, like, the battles within the show. You're, like, recording the show. Uh, but you have to fight like real enemies. And then again, it's the same thing where it gets very meta, um, where the big bad guys you think you're fighting are actually real bad guys and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of how the hell it goes. So Galaxy's uh, pen and paper, I'm not far enough to see how far the meta takes place, but there's already a lot of that stuff where, um, you know, I'm being escorted by a naked Superman type named Kent. Um, mm. You know, one of the classes is Does like the bounty naked? hunter. Yeah, he has to be naked. That's that's kind of a whole big thing in his story. Um, like where he only wears the bath towel for some reason, and my character's always like, "Go put on something else." He's like, "No, I like this." So, so it's very much very important for of his character. <laughs> um, but like like I was saying, Galaxy of Pen and Paper is the same thing. Like one of your classes is um, a bounty hunter. It's very clearly the kind of a Boba Fett Mandalorian bounty hunter from Star Wars. Uh, one of your other classes is kind of this. Um, the trooper and it's very clearly like the space marine from starcraft and all that kind of stuff so it's got a lot of the same direction as their other games so far it's, it's not a lot of big surprises um you know instead of being steeped in the 80s it's steeped in the 90s and it's steeped in sci-fi and you're going to be assaulted with like the matrix and men in black and star trek and all that stuff left I mean, and right. it makes sense uh, as a direction for that like studio to go and it makes perfect sense yeah, it makes sort of sense. So I'm that's like super great. giant with, with fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that part's great. Um, it doesn't play much different from Knights of Pen and Paper. It has a few other few new things going on. The biggest thing that super alters gameplay uh, from Knights of Pen and Paper are now your characters have energy shields and monsters have energy shields, and you basically attack each other's shields in order to get to the HP bar. And once you get to the HP bar, there, you have a, uh, your options for healing are very limited, especially when you're starting out. Um, and basically, once your shield drops, in fact, it's encouraged that you keep your shield up. Uh, instead of letting that happen, then uh, your character is a lot more vulnerable. 
a lot easier to kill them. And that's really the only serious alteration from Lights of Pen and Vapor. Everything else is the same. Um, and to give you guys a bit better of an understanding, the game very much plays like you're kind of designing a tabletop campaign. Um, because in both games, you play the role as both player characters and the GM. And as GM, you pick how many monsters you fight. Um, and in Galaxy, the new edition is you kind of design missions and they're preset. So, you know, there's only so many. You can go on hunting missions, you can go on um, interception missions, or you fight other spaceships. But you pick the missions, you pick the quest giver, all that kind of stuff. So it, it kind of gives the illusion of that you're designing a tabletop game. Um, and all that's great, all that's fine. Um, the, the only other serious addition to Galaxy of Pen and Paper, which is very different from Knights, but not that different from a squad, is that you can now do ship-to-ship combat. Uh, you get a mysterious spaceship that crashes from the sky. Your uh, players take it, um, and then you enter combat with other ships. And this, it's everything is dictated by dice rolls in uh, Galaxy, more so than Knights was. So how many turns your ship gets to attack, what you're able to do, all that kind of stuff is dictated by dice rolls, and it's unfortunately very boring. And this is comparative to Chroma Squad, because in Chroma Squad, you had a mech that was also very different from the normal RPG combat. Um, and the mech was just like some really cool, I want to say fighting game sequence. Like it's, it's a little more, more structured than that, but it's just like really cool combat sequence where you can pick your super moves. And if you get a combo going, you can keep it going. And there's just nothing that exciting in galaxy of pen and paper. Um, you know, so it, it, it's, it's kind of more the same so far um, as Knights. I, I feel like some of the ship exploration and some of the ship combat really detracts from it. And in the version that I played, there were just like a lot of glitches. And one of them was a completely game breaking glitch where I lost an entire save file. I had about four hours on that file. Um, you know, my first two characters are coming along nicely. I had the ability to create, uh, to recruit a new one. And I just lost everything. It was like completely locked off. I had to start a brand new file with new characters. Um, the balance isn't as good as it is in Chroma Squad and Nice of Pen and Paper. Like, despite. I heard that a lot of things changed, though, right? Or have you had a check? So, so yeah, I, I actually checked the update and, you know, my old broken ass save file was like restored and it was back. Huh. Um, so that was great. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of other little things that were changed and restored. But I just want to mention the balance really quick because I feel like it's, it's super important. Um, oh, I agree. But <laughs> well, it's it's important because in in both. I nights, agree. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in in both nights and in Chroma Squad, you could pick pretty much any character in class combination. Like there are definitely optimized builds, but you can pick any any uh, combination and basically not right. screw up. So it's a nice way to pick what characters you want to pick. Like if I want uh, Parasotin to be my freaking warrior, she could be my warrior. Um, if I want Wesley Snipes to be my healer in Chroma Squad, Wesley Snipes can be my healer, and it's great. Uh, but balance isn't like that in Galaxy Squad, and um, synergy is a lot more important in Galaxy Squad than it was in previous games. Like there are definite right answers as to the characters and classes you can choose, and it's obvious at least. Like you know, there are only four four major stats, um, and the game tells you off the bat which race and class and um, and character goes best 
together because you can read all the little your combat stats, your intelligence stats, and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's just it just doesn't feel as good to lose that flexibility that you had in the prior two games, where you didn't know that there's a best con- combination, there's the best uh, synergy. For example, when right. I started when I started the game, um, I did it as the trooper and the gadgeteer, which are like kind of the soldier guy, and then the gadgeteer sounded nice because. He could hack machines and restore energy shields, and I was struggling for a lot of it. And then when I when I lost that save file, I re-rolled as the bounty hunter and the engineer, um, just to be entirely different. And it was like night and day. I was rolling over shit. I, like it's just it's, it's just a, such a stronger combination and such a stronger synergy. And that's really unfortunate because I I think it was nicer in other games to have that flexibility and and um, you know the game was always not not like uh easy but you know you can get through knowing that you never really screwed up um in galaxy it's just not the same thing you definitely have synergies um that benefit you a great deal more than the others so that's it uh everything else is great mm-hmm. you know again just like um the other games we talked about tonight the graphics are very are like great for what they're working with um surprisingly good music um especially for like boss fights and certain planets have like amazing music um you know it's just it's some other stuff like the bugs and all that kind of stuff very disappointing the balance is disappointing and the ship combat it just detracts from it i feel so yeah so um, so how set are you on, on the score i mean i know you have to play a little bit more because of the update they did yeah um, but how, how set are you on the score? I mean, before I was getting a definite two, um, and that's mm-hmm. because of the bugs. And I have to go back through right. it and see, you know, if the bugs are um, any better. Like I said, they fixed the major one. Um, mm-hmm. it, it'll probably move up to a three, like it, assuming the bugs aren't so numerous and aren't so bad. Um, it's 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 just I don't know. It's like fire. It's not my favorite. Like, but I would definitely. If I were to tell someone to go play Behold Games, I would say, you know, Chroma Squad and Knights of Pen and Paper are both the much better options. Um, and you're, uh, for all of those games, it's kind of like an acquired taste. Your mileage will vary. Like, if you're a fan of Sentai right. games, you're going to love Chroma Squad. If you're a fan of, like, sci-fi, you're going to love um, Galaxy of Pen and Paper. Um, if you're not, you're probably not going to enjoy it that much because the storyline is so ingrained and kind of like the pop culture and getting the in jokes and all that kind of stuff that if you don't if you're not into that shit then you won't care <laughs> but three yeah I, I gotta say a threes i i don't know that i don't know that's gonna do anything to impress me as much as knights did or and um right so, so what would you have to do to earn a four like that's no, from bribing you it does a lot of good things I, i'll say i like I, I like the i like the creative mission um i think Creative missions a little ambitious. Like I don't think um, they. I, I don't think it's as tight as like everything else is. Like um, uh, Chroma Squad was super was kind of their tightest game to get to date. Um, it, it doesn't get much tighter than Chroma Squad. Creative mission is nice. It just kind of feels like it's a definite illusion of choice moment because you're still playing World of Warcraft missions. It's just like, how would you like to get that mission? Who would you like? Who would you like to give you that mission? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, there's right. not much else that's different. It's like, who would you like to give you this mission? Which client would you like to go on to do it? But you still have to, you know, it's still a fetch quest. You still have to get this X amount of item. 
Um, so that never changes. So I, I think it's a little ambitious, and yet is it quite as in-depth as I'd like to be. And I think, it, you know, I just wish they did something more creative with ship combat um, because it is in the game. It's I wouldn't say, like, it's a major part of it. It's not. It doesn't overtake any the other kind of normal combat. But uh, when you in Chroma Squad, once you got into that mech, it was like a big treat. Um, and it was rare, and it was sparing, and it was only every few episodes. And um, Galaxy of Pen and Paper, you had to get into that spaceship kind of often, and it's just not that fun. I would say fix that. Um, take a little more time to let the game cook. I know they wanted to get it out by a certain release date, but yeah. As I would say, I, 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 think, I think less is more in this case. Uh, they have a lot of nice changes that would have put it on par what nights of pen and paper and then just some stuff that takes away from it. And I think, I think that's what happens with the bugs as well. I, I think because they were more ambitious with this title, I think they let a lot more slip through the cracks um, and, and just have a bugger game in general. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, okay. So, that, so that's it. Galaxy, galaxy pen and paper. I would say if, if I'm going to recommend a behold studios game to you, um, it will be it, yeah, Knight, Knights and Chroma Squad both definitely come before this one. Um, I'm actually, maybe I'll ask him when he comes back, but I actually I'm curious um, as to what as to how Jared thought about uh, uh, Chroma Squad. Um, I, think he, I think he enjoyed it because I think that might be the first one that I point to people and then Knights of Pen and Paper would be like the second one I point to people, but not, not Galaxy. Galaxy isn't quite there. Um, Alright. Yeah, so... That's it. That's all I have to say on it. Um, uh, sorry. <laughs> so it seems like that's the theme of this podcast. <laughs> We're, uh, sorry. We're sorry. We're uh, sorry. Hey, Zodiac Cage is great. We, we like you guys, but this is the worst that you've made so far. That's the theme, all right. Uh, you're, you're a great RPG studio, but this is your worst RPG yet. <laughs> That's the theme of tonight's podcast. Write that on the title, Jared. <laughs> except for except for uh, a square, which it sounds like this is their best RPG in a while. Yeah, no, even though it's an old no. RPG that they're re-releasing. Uh, square is cheating because like they, they drove their expectations so low that they you know. <laughs> like, we're, we're... With the battered wife and the, the husband, like, brought us a free McDonald's from, for dinner. And <laughs> so, like, oh. right. So, like, if, if Super Giant now, like, starts releasing, like, awful games that get worse and worse for, like, the next decade and then they really release Pyre, then maybe, you know, Trevor will be like, hey, this wasn't so bad. <laughs> yeah. The remastered. The remastered Pyre. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, 24k or whatever we're up to that point <laughs> um, okay well um, I don't have any other thoughts on Galaxy Squad I think that was pretty extensive this is actually a lot more than I thought I had to say on the title um, who knew who knew that a simplistic nostalgic game could have so much right yet so much wrong um, <laughs> alright well is there anything else that we forgot anything else that people want to talk about that we forgot to mention no? not for no. me no. Nope. Right. Well, I guess I guess if that's uh, the case, and this is a great place to conclude the podcast. And on that note, this has been the uh, Enemy Slime podcast. We appreciate uh, you listening to us for yet another week. 
please check us out on Facebook, Twitter. We are on iTunes. You can subscribe to our podcast. You can check out our Patreon and give us money. We would like that. We like that if you uh, give us money. You can email us. Um, send us uh, send us an email. Tell us if we were right about Pyre and the Galaxy of Pen and Paper, even though I know for a fact you've played neither of those games. Um, tell me how wrong I am about Hollow Knight. That would be cool, too. Or how wrong Doug is about uh, Zodiac. <laughs> and... Uh, I think with that, we are out. The juice is loose, baby.